In this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast, I'm going to explain to you why the Will Smith fiasco during Oscar Sunday was a ritual. I know what you're thinking, but trust me, you might want to hear what I got to say. So stay tuned for all this and more on this week's edition of the Out of Bounds podcast. Welcome to episode 40 of the Out of Bounds podcast. First of all, Doc, can you believe it's been 40 episodes? Yeah. It's, 40 it's episodes. a long time, yeah. Yeah, so while I was thinking, ladies and gentlemen, actually, you know what? I'll save that for the end. I'll save that for the end. But um, as you guys know, my name is Liddell the Fashionista. If you're new, hi. Once again, I'm Liddell the Fashionista. Man, managing director here at True River Culture Magazine, CEO of Ground Up Media Productions. And alongside me is... The man in the middle, as always, Radio Donnie. Do not call me Donovan Wilkins. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. It was a it was a drama filled um, weekend. A lot of people talking about Philadelphia and uh, Big Willie. So, yes, we're definitely gonna get into that momentarily. And our boy Noah Austin, the young blood. AKA third eye, aka Mr. Euro Step to your girl is actually Euro Step into the classroom right now because my boy is fixing to graduate. So you gotta get those projects in. So hopefully we'll have our boy back next week. And who knows? Maybe we'll have the big three back in full effect. You can see the past we were all today. Like we get Noah here, then Donnie's out. We get Donnie, then Noah's out. Yeah, yeah. My guys are busy. Yeah. My guys, my guys are busy now, especially my man Donnie got a radio show. Mind you. Donnie, let me give you the floor right now before I forget. Because last week when you wasn't here, I botched, I botched your radio show. So I'm gonna give you the opportunity to like you know market yourself, promote yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a weeknight radio show. Um, Distorted Records with Donnie on uh, Live 95 at Audulous.com or My Tuner Radio. Um, it's from 11 p.m. until 3 uh, 3 a.m. Yes, yes, yes. And the link for that will be in the description box for this video below once it's uploaded. But Donnie, man, you make it Philly proud. You make it Philly proud, man. Like you're the voice of Philadelphia late night, but you know who else might feel like the voice of Philadelphia right now? And I guess according to you, making the city proud is your boy Big Willie, Will Smith, man. So let's get into it. Yeah. uh, The Oscar fiasco. Now, I know my co-opener, ladies and gentlemen, I say that I believe that what happened this past Sunday was a ritual. And while I don't necessarily mean like in regards like some Illuminati type of shit, anything like that. I basically mean in the terms of, because, Don, I'm almost certain that you, that you agree when I say this. And also you, the viewing public out there, you agree when I say this. Will Smith has been the punching bag on social media for the past two years, basically since this whole pandemic began. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Basically, like you know, everything pertains to the whole entanglement, the August Alcina situation, and all that. Like the crime face, he's been like a meme. Like this man been dog for the past two years, and basically have a lot of men in the manosphere and all over social media just questioning, what kind of man is this? You know what I mean? So the reason why I say this was a ritual because I felt, well, I don't want to use the word felt. I believe that everything that transpired was just for Will Smith to be the new voice or the new face of black men protecting black women. So yeah. to speak. that's that's how I proceeded. And I felt like Chris Rock was the perfect target for it. Because let's, let's be for real. Well, Will Smith had done what he did, is, let's say a Jimmy Kimmel or a Jimmy Fallon was up on that stage. I, I, would, yeah. I would kind of agree with you, but this... What a lot of people don't understand is um, Chris Rock and Will Smith has history. This is not the first time that Chris Rock has made this joke. Or oh, yeah, I know. I remember back in like 2016 during the whole Oscar So White campaign, which is why this is so ironic, considering the fact that two of the biggest, most vocal voices pertaining to the whole Oscar So White campaign, Jada Pinkett Smith or Will Smith, are part of one of the biggest, most darkest moments in Oscar history. I, I wouldn't say darkest. Come it's on, not bro. even close. Nothing like that has ever happened at the Oscars before. Nothing like that has ever we happened. We never see a grown man go up on stage, smack another grown man. I will say we've never seen nothing like that, but I I would put this right at the bottom. Um, 
because if I'm not mistaken, Clint Eastwood actually tried to get on stage and assault Native American actress when uh, she was at the Oscars. Um, he had to be held back by six security guards while on stage. Um, and that's not to mention uh, Hattie Mae, who was invited as a favor to her white uh, agent to come um, at the Oscars, but she was sat in the back, away from the cast, away from everybody, and she got a plaque, which somehow they mistakenly misplaced. So there's a museum somewhere where there's an empty um, showcase for her. Okay, so I, I definitely, I definitely want to say this is the top. Okay, but these are scenarios that could have happened. What we, what transpired this past Sunday actually happened. We saw it. There was no security involved, which makes you question, was this even real to begin with? Because in what world does a man basically get to go up on stage, smack one of the presenters, go back to his seat, no security, nobody escort him out the facility. He goes back well, to his seat and he yells profanity across the, the hall. I think because... Every everybody was just shocked. Like no, I mean, the only one who should have had some inkling of what was happening was Chris Rock. Um, did you actually think he was going to come up on stage and like congratulate you or talk to you? Because it well, like if you look at the video, yesterday Will Smith laughed at first. He yeah, um, I I hear that argument all the time. Um, I think it's one of those Hollywood fake laughs, like when the camera's on you and. Somebody's mm -hmm. insulting you. That's how I view it. Um, it's like one of those, ha, 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 yeah. Like the camera's on my face. Like it's it's one of those yeah. ones. I've, got, um, I've been like, at, in that situation. I've been in those situations before where like you have to like have like, uncomfortable laughter, but nah, he was really like, he came like when the when you're up for an Oscar and you know how they have all the boxes on you mm. and the person wins, so you have to like clap and like uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, be cordial or something like that, or like sh put on a brave face, like clap and show that you're like deep down, you could be like pissed off that you didn't win, but the camera's on you, you clap and it's Hollywood. Um, that's the way I saw it. Um, I definitely could be wrong. Um, it's Hollywood, but I, I don't think, um, he, he was using this as a, uh, a PR stunt. I think he was yes, just he sick was. and yes, I think he, he was, was just sick and tired of all the the jokes, the memes. Um, we obviously don't know what's going on in his life, but I can tell he's had a hard like past two years um, with his relationship being that open and that public. I also read his book, and there's some things in there that's like he's working through. Um, so no, I don't think this was a PR stunt. Um, because obviously the Academy Award would never go for some shit like that. Apparently that joke wasn't even rehearsed. Like it wasn't in rehearsal. This was just right off the top, which makes me even more um, as confused as to why Chris Rock would say some shit like that. Um, and for this to be the first like all black production and the Oscars That's uh, history. Like, man, like, this is just, it's not a good look. It's not a good look whatsoever. I but, mean, for, for Will Smith, I, I, I support him. I support him. Um, I, but I don't like the way that it went down. Um, I was talking to my friend Liz over text, and she mentioned how it's almost like Jada, like, commanded Will Smith to attack him. And yeah. I, I definitely see that side of because things. First, obviously, none of us are married, so we cannot speak from that perspective or anything like that. But um, I would think if I was in that situation, and you know, it's kind of crazy because Will Smith is also a leaper, such as myself. So um, I would want in this situation for my woman right, to basically understand that okay, like, this is my the biggest night in my career. Will Smith won his first ever Academy Award, well deserved. Honestly, he probably should have been got one, in my opinion. Definitely should have. Should have been got one or two by now. Okay, you know that this that this could possibly go left. Why not? You know, just grab your husband. Like, like, like I said, it, it's just 
one of those moments where his emotions got the best of him. He said it in his apologies. It's one of those moments. Okay, but that's what I chalk it up as. People this? seem to forget that this man is from West Philly. Well, can I ask you this? He, he smacked a reporter before. I just realized my mic was never plugged in. Can I actually just? I, I just realized my mic wasn't nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, I so, late, so, ladies and gentlemen, if, if we've been having some audio issues the first 10 minutes, my apologies. Uh, we should be good right now. But um, let me ask you this Do you feel like the joke was insensitive? Yes. Um, How so? It was it was a GI Jane joke, um, and it was, and it was yeah. in direct um, comparison to Jada's uh, health condition, medical condition. Well, so, that's who's to say he. Let me play devil's advocate here. Who's to say that he knew about her alopecia condition? I I would agree with you, but he made this joke before. That's why I'm saying it's not the first time. When. He, he joked about uh, her condition, I think, like, a couple of years ago, even though she came out publicly in 2018. But he joked about um, Jada Pinkett and her bald bald head, like, a, cu- a couple of years ago. Okay, well, I, I have to look into that. I definitely remember, like, I believe, like, 2016, he and his um, monologue for the Oscars, he basically, like, mentioned how, like, he made like a Rihanna joke, so it's like, like basically like like him getting upset like if Rihanna's like in like shit with some other dude, like basically like he wasn't invited into her panties and stuff like that. So he <laughs> said, so he said, okay, like how can Jada be offended about the whole Oscar so white thing? Like, well, she wasn't, the I thing is, that. I the thing that. is, I, I've never about. really liked Chris Rock after that sit down with the comedians. That you know, where I never, um, I never Jerry signed. I never found Chris Rock to be funny. Yeah, he, he's just like really loud. Yeah, he's like only... Kevin Hart funny. Yeah, I don't think Kevin Hart's funny either. Yeah, they're, they're all... just loud and just expressive. The only Chris I acknowledge in comedy is Tucker. Yeah, but and then I he's think a... everybody does. But then he's like a one-dimensional comedian himself with the old Michael Jackson. But it, it works. Take... It works. Yeah, it works. But you take that away, what is he at? You know what I'm saying? But I I would I could most I. I enjoy Chris Tucker's work more than I do Chris Rock, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I, I just never liked um, Chris Rock because he didn't check Louis C.K. Um, Jerry Seinfeld had to check him. And that since then, that never sat right with me. He he tapped stands for the master. There's a lot of people in, in Hollywood that does that. And, I mean, he, he's, he's close with Adam Sandler, and I guess he don't want to fuck up the bag because Adam Sandler is that guy. So... Chris Rock never sat right with me. Uh, okay, I get that. But speaking of fucking up the back, do you feel? Because I mean, you you feel that like Will Smith was justified. I I say this: Do I have a problem with Will Smith defending his wife? Absolutely not. As a as a man, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to defend your woman. Because you yeah, that that's who else will? that's uh. That's something that I saw on Twitter a lot. Um, a lot of people um, denouncing him, and I'm like, "But isn't that what we want in the black community?" Yeah, we definitely want it. But there's a certain way, you know, to you gotta have some type of decorum. Hopefully, I'm using that word for, for what? For what? Fuck because, that award show! And they're because, talking about um, reviewing his award. If, I think if that, I was, I think, that, was, I think that's bullshit. If they take away his award, they need to take away Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, they the need to go back and take a whole, take away a whole bunch of awards. Like, get the fuck out of here. If I was Will Smith, I'd mail that shit right back to them. You already certified the results. I already have it on my name. Yeah, but um, I just feel like what could this is. I feel like this is what could have. This is what I feel should have transpired. And I think would sent a more powerful message. And Will Smith basically would have put Chris Rock on the spot. Okay, you want to go up on stage? Fine. But basically go on stage and basically inform Chris Rock, okay, like what you said was disrespectful towards my wife. She has a condition. Even though alopecia, you know, that's not like a serious medical issue. Like it's just, okay, like it's just hair loss, you know, like she's not sick or anything like that. I know because I also suffer from alopecia in some areas of my head, you know, so, um, you know. But, um, 
I just feel like it would have been more powerful if he would have pressed them up stage on stage and basically demanded an apology in front of the entire world. I think that would have been a more powerful message rather than just, oh, I'm gonna run up on stage, smack you, run back to my seat. I mean, he he definitely could have punched him. Um he definitely no, gave no, from that bitch. No, 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 no. He had to do none of that because I see this from like a PR perspective. Okay, because now Will Smith, he puts himself in a position where like now he's also in the wrong. Now, nobody's nobody's really really think about what Chris Rock said about the joke, how it might be insensitive to Jada Pinkett and, and the community that she represents. You know, they're now saying, oh, he just a black man to smack another black man. Let's let's yeah. leave, first of all, let's leave the whole black man thing out of it. A man went up states assaulted another man from the whole world to see because now that's that's gonna be the last thing that people remember. They're not gonna remember the joke. Some people they're gonna say that oh the joke wasn't that insensitive because it did not really allude to like alopecia, it's just about a movie like G.I. Jane, which is supposed to be a powerful, uplifting movie for women, so yeah. to speak. It's the movie doesn't have like any negative connotations to it. So yeah, that's it. what people were saying. You know, so why you, you have to have so you have to think logically. Sometimes logic has to trump emotions. And I just feel like the way he went that, about that's it. That's what I said. It's just the emotions got the best of him. But I'm 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 damn sure I ain't blaming him. Yeah, but he's he, human. He, at, he, at the end of the day, he stood up for his wife. That's what right. I saw. But he's human at, at the end of the day. I'm not gonna like you know. You know, basically play armchair quarterback and basically sit up on my high horse and tell somebody, okay, like you know, this is what you should have done. You know, I guess that's what I'm doing, but I'm not going to chastise him for what he did because today he's human. And sometimes people put celebrities on the pedestal. I prefer not to do that because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Yeah, I, I think that's what people are getting um getting twisted a lot when they like when they're explaining their opinions. It's like at the end of the day, these people are humans. Right, like just because we see them on TV or they have more money than uh, somebody else doesn't mean like they're any less human. Right. So it's it was a human moment. Um, like I said, he defended his wife the way he saw fit in that moment. Um, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you know, P Diddy, um, with his fucking two cents, like shut yeah. the fuck up." Yeah, anybody just jumping in just to jump in in the shit. And know? I I saw the even though of... he he didn't really say anything wrong. He just said, okay, like we're fair, we're gonna handle this. And, like ain't not really well, shut the that. fuck up. Nobody's but... even thinking about no, it's it's one of those trying to interject your moment. Um the last person I would listen to is Pete Diddy. Um Denzel Washington came up to him and talked to him um during a commercial break. They had video of that. Who 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 else uh came up to him? It was Denzel Washington. There was another old black actor, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. Yeah. So Tyler Perry, um, Denzel Washington, and yeah, I I was I I I keep thinking of Samuel Jackson. I thought you gonna say Morgan. I thought you gonna say Morgan Freeman. You say old. Nah, I don't think Morgan Freeman goes to them things anymore. He he, he good. Um, but uh, I do want to. Oh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper, uh, another Philly native. Um, he came up to him and oh, told him, "Look, brush your sh- uh, brush that shit off." Um, and I think that's what he did for the rest of the night. There's video of him at an after party. Like, I, I think the thing is, Will Smith already it's, it's over in his eyes. Um, if they want to take back the award, they can. It isn't really going to diminish his record the way I see it. He's still loved and adored by fans everywhere. Um, is this going to be a, a blemish? Yeah, we can say that. But at the end of the day, he's still a great actor. He still won the award. It's still certified in the books. The Academy already voted on it. So, t- shit, I have mailed back the award. I don't need that shit. Fuck you in that award show. I mean, I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like that war represents years and years of working it's, it's bullshit. on the crap. I get it, but you have to think about it. like he's he's not necessarily like a traditional actor, so to speak. He came he has a music background. So that's how yeah. he started off his career. You think of like many musicians that transitioned to Hollywood, you have the LL Cool J, Queen Latifah. Ice T. 
Ice T, Ice Cube, Ice Cube, Bow Wow, a, a lot of ice people. Yeah, a lot of cool people. A lot of cool. <laughs> Bow Wow even did it to some degree. Eve did it to some degree. Um, who else you have out there? Donald um, Glover. Donald Glover. He's still doing it right now. Um, um, there, there has to be a few more. Um, but ludicrous. People who are successful, yeah, yeah, right. But here's Will Smith, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Quest Love as well, who also won. Shout out, another Philly native. Philly was winning, yeah, was winning that night. It it was a great night for him. But and Jamie Foxx, another one, yeah, another one. You know, Jamie Foxx is more like comedian, like he he does it all. He's a run sauce, he's one of those guys, yeah. But Will Smith, man, like. It was a great night for hip hop as well. And it's like because so like okay, this someone that come from that background is up there with the elites of the elites, and he's just as good as many that's that's in the room, and yeah. he deserves to be in the room. But he has that moment overshadowed by a moment where there's something that could have been handled differently, could have made him look better, could have highlighted his wife's plight much better. But instead, we have people look at Chris Rock as the victim and Will Smith as the savage, and I just don't think that's fair. And I could, that's something yeah. that I'm disappointed because that could have been avoided. If cool yeah, I, I think they were just both wrong. Um, but at the end of the day, what Will Smith said in his apology on Instagram is it wasn't so much that the joke affected him, it affected his wife, and that's yeah. what he was defending. He He didn't really care about himself. He was just defending his wife. And like you said, emotions got the best of him. And like I said, Will Smith is a very, he is a weird actor in a good way. Like the like when he does drama, he does drama. And the fact that he never won an Academy Award is fucking, it's fucking crazy. Because Seven Pounds, Ali... Um, he could have won Hitch, concussion. Concussion. Uh, Hitch, I don't know about that. Hitch, Hitch was Hitch was Hitch, funny. Hitch was good, but it's not Academy Award worthy. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll take that out. Yeah, you got that. You got that. I, I think that was a really good movie. Um, but he definitely should have won for Ali concussion. And my man, uh, my man Jim Carrey came out and spoke about the the news, and I ain't like that. He said, um. Will Smith. I, I mean, I agree with it. Will Smith should have been should never have been allowed to go back to his seat. He should not. Um, I, I think what I heard um, from the Hollywood Reporter was a lot of um, high executives were like scrambling around, like going back and forth between their seats and Will Smith's, and like I, I think everybody was just shocked and nobody knew what the fuck to do because it hasn't because ha- a moment like that hasn't happened in a while. So people are just scrambling. Like I know that they're like holding a meeting about what they're going to do with his award, but I'm just saying if if you take away his award, then that's just opening up Pandora's box. You got to take. Away you're going to have to take away a lot of other awards. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. basically everybody in the uh, the industry because nobody's hands is clean. Yeah, but let me ask you, what do you think of this narrative that's floating around that will, especially from other comedians out there? They saying that Will Smith just made it okay for anybody to walk up on stage and physically assault a comedian for a joke that they found in poor taste. Do you think that's just blowing things out of proportion? Or do you think that there's some merit to those comments and concerns? I, I think there's some merit, but at the at the end of the day, watch what you say, because anybody can get those hands. Yeah, but also at the same time, should anybody be able to get these jokes? Like I've been, Look, like I've been, it, like, it's, I've, it's fr- like it's freedom like, of speech. But it's not freedom from reaction. I think that's what I people get, need to understand. Like so I, you can say your your black jokes or white jokes. Not everybody's going to find them funny. I mean, I would hope everybody in the audience who brought a ticket would find it funny. But watch what you say. Like I even was a part of a of a comedic stand up routine at one point in time because you know say you stand you stand in the front, you know you open yourself up. Oh yeah, that. if you stand in the front, you. Yeah, so right. there, so there's this comedian. I was out with with my good friend Sue Ladies. Sue Ladies, you watching this? Hi, hope you're doing well. And uh, the dude said, "We have a special guest in the crowd, ladies and gentlemen, tonight. We have T Pain as a guest." 
No <laughs> shit, you do look me. like T Pain. Fuck you. <laughs> oh shit, you do look like T Pain. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but he said that I look like T Pain, and I, I, I just said I, just, I accepted. I'm like, all right, cool. It comes with the territory and all that, but I just feel like you know. Because, you know, it's like a monkey see, monkey do type of thing. And we did the uh, episode of Tuck Talk recently. You know, I'm not sure how long I'll say about YouTube because there's a lot of controversial moments in that. And uh, I did not edit it, anything out. So I don't want to fuck up anything and shit like that. But um, the main topic for those that have checked out, you have it. The, so the card for that would be a pop up this video momentarily. But um, does the media have too much control? Yes. And not so much in regards to what you see in the newswire or your local news station, but also on social media. And that video is circling around all over the internet. It's been shared millions of times all over Instagram, all over TikTok. <coughs> Excuse me. It's all over YouTube. Do you feel like, you know, obviously you said there's some merit to it, but what do you say for like the comedians out there that feel like, oh, like I might need to like hire security now? Because if I rub somebody the wrong way, I might get physically assaulted. But my but thing is, if anybody that think like that, think that Will Smith made it okay, you have to understand, you do not have Will Smith's money, and you do not, do not have Will Smith's resources. So just because Will Smith got away with that shit, all you have to do is give an apology. The same might not hold up for you, so be careful what you I think mean, about. well, Chris Rock uh, declined the press charges. I mean, yeah. I... I which I didn't I think even that, think he, that, was, that was a cool thing. I don't think he would have. He, anyway. he was wasn't gonna press charges. He took it on a chin. He's like, "Yo, I won't say nothing about your wife again. Let's leave it at that." Um, they both. I'm pretty sure they both had a talking to by the managers, publicists, the academy, and you know the the black uh, intellectuals that we call uh, the Denzels and the Samuel Jacksons and the Maury Freeman. Pretty sure they have an annual meeting right now. Um, Diddy not invited, but yeah, I, I think they've talked it out. I think it's just going constantly. You got comedians like uh, Brett Medler, um, Kathy Griffin, Jim Carrey, um, all of those guys chiming in and stuff like that. So I, I can't really speak on their world or their experience, but I'm just saying at the end of the day, remember, just watch what you say. All right. And once again, this is why I say that this could have been handled totally differently, should have been handled totally differently because anybody is thinking about the slap. They're not thinking, considering the joke and how offensive it may have been to. I mean, to, there are some people on uh, Twitter uh, mentioning the um, the joke, but it is fading away. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but my thing is, like for every day that was seen online, and the people that saying making the chiming in on this. You could kind of already see their bias to a sense. Like the black woman, I love my black sisters out there, my black queens and all that. Oh God, why would you watch what you say right now? <laughs> <laughs> but um, we knew that they were gonna take the side of like Jada, you know, because what's been the um, number one um, main talking point with black women, especially online, black men do not protect black women. That's been the main talking point. So for them, what what Will Smith did, that was that moment. That's something that they needed to see, and they hope. But they it. don't like that, and now they're saying, "Oh, I mean, that's not how you handle it." But I'm yeah. like, and there have been some women that have said that, and I know a few persons. But do you and do I, you see the guys that you date, the gangbangers, the shooters? Yeah. So you you can't have your cake and eat it too. Hey, I, I like exactly yeah. what he did on national television. He stood up for his wife, and that's the way I see it. Uh, do not play with Philly. <laughs> This has nothing to do with Philly or anything. Yes, like it that. does. Uh, no, the no, you just... Abbott Elementary creator, uh, Quinta Burnson, she even said, Look, that was Philly. That was Philly I'll tell you this, bro. If, if Will Smith was from New York, you would not be saying, Do not mess with New York. And you know it. No, because New York ain't hard. What? Y'all got the, the Bronx, and that's it. What? Uh, you like, know, first of all, first of all, First of all, shout! I appreciate you for giving my borough some love because whenever I say I'm from the Bronx, everybody just always go, Ugh. you know what I'm saying. But I appreciate you for yeah, showing my borough some love. The only horror parts I hear is usually um, Brooklyn, but it's um, it's like this apartment complex or something like that. 
Oh, uh, you got Best Side Marcy Projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcy Projects. That's usually right Heights, there. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I ain't. Coney Island. That gentrified fucking uh, islands. They ain't hard. <laughs> okay. But I mean, you better, you better uh, keep your ass at Bryant Park when you keep coming to New York. <laughs> Look, I go to the MoMA and nothing else. <laughs> you better keep your ass over there where the police is circling around like at security 24-7. Yeah, with all the bright lights. That's where I stay. <laughs> <laughs> right on the Times Square. <laughs> yeah, you know what's good for you. But, um, yeah, man. Like I, like I said, I have no problem with Will, with what Will Smith did. I just wish he would have handled it differently. Also, was that Jada? Yeah. Well, understood that okay, that was her man's moment. You know, do not let him do anything that might fuck that up. You yeah, know? I, I gotta agree with you. The only, the only negative thing I have to say about it is now, um, the white Hollywood is going to look at uh black, the black people differently. Yeah. Um. Even though it it does have no connection, but it was a black produced show the first time in history, um, they're going to look for some connection between. And, hope, and hopefully, it won't be the last. But at the same time, if it so happens that we do not have another predominantly black produced Academy Awards for like a long period of time, we could point back to this moment as to why. I mean, yeah. it, it shouldn't because uh, it ratings should be, were, but ratings were up fifty two percent according to statistics. Yeah. But you also have to pay attention to, to the to the quality hours as well. Like, like what were the ratings prior to you know that situation? What was it after the fact? You know. Yeah, I mean, more people. I bet you more people tuned in to see the rest of the um because I think they only had three awards to go, so it was like pretty much done. Yeah, and, and, it, was, yeah. and it was and basically that moment overshadowed a big night. Not only Will Smith, but Quest Love, another Philly native, Samuel L. Jackson. Because he yeah. got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, and um, Doom basically collected like six Academy Awards, you know. Nobody, nobody in the black community gives a fuck about Doom. I love Doom, you know, so I, I, I love that movie. I can't wait for part two. Dude, I ain't see the, uh, the the original one back in the 90s, and I ain't see this one. No, I definitely recommend this one. It's, it's really good. And also, check out Children of Doom as well. It's a book. I, I recommend that, but this has nothing to do with Doom or anything like that. So, um, last two questions: One, do you think if someone let's take out the whole Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, like the whole white man? Because I guess I personally believe Will Smith, he would have thought twice about doing it. But it goes to show how black men, how we view black people, how we view each other. We feel like all oh, like we could just use another black face just as like you know gain credibility but we're not we're not there try that shit. yeah but i mean if it was any other comedian then i assumed they probably made that joke and he probably would have thought twice um yeah that that's my that's my issue i just don't chris that's rock what I has a I, history of making jokes like this against the will smith i get that so. but i just don't think will smith would have tried that shit with not if jim carrey said that then i don't think he would try that shit no i mean everybody loves jim carrey even like even someone, even someone like like The Rock was on stage because The Rock, he was during his WWE years, he's like he's great at roasting motherfuckers. I don't think he give on that stage for The Rock. I just think he saw a little because no, the The Rock is um The Rock is likable. Like The Rock never, in my opinion or anything that I've seen, The Rock has never actually um been offensive. I, I think no, the most yeah. he's I think he said the F word uh faggot one time. Yeah. Um but I, I don't want to put out that rumor, but no, all he does is call people candy asses. I don't yeah. think he's ever said anything offensive. Yeah, the rock is gonna be the future president of the United I, I just don't like Chris Rock for the fact that he didn't stand up for the black community during that uh round table talk with Louis C. K and Jimmy Fallon and Ricky Gervais. He just I'll... continually allows Louis C. K. To use the N word and the fact that Jerry Seinfeld had to check him, no, sat right with me. So fuck Chris Rock. Yeah, I don't like Chris Rock either. Mostly, like I said, I don't really find him to be funny. But I just felt like he was just a perfect pawn in that moment. I just that's yeah, just he, what I think he, he's the white man's pawn. I just think he was just a perfect pawn in that moment, and uh, it's unfortunate that it happened. Um, but uh, during that night, Will Smith, if if. 
those that's out there, you approve what he did. I guess he gained, regained his masculinity in a lot of people's eyes. But I also feel like he should return, have held dead for me. But I feel like it reminded that, me that he's from West Philly. But <laughs> I think that in return, Chris Rock lost his. You know, because what man will allow another grown ass yeah, man? You, to you can't do stand up after that. Smack you in the face. <laughs> Go back to the seat, curse you out, and basically you're gonna say, I'm going to. <laughs> like, so like, but then know. again, that's that's Chris Rock protecting that white bag. Hey man, like it is what it is. Bro. Will Smith just doesn't give a fuck, and he never has. It is what it is. But um, ladies and gentlemen, I ask you this: what do you guys think? Like, do you feel like Will Smith could handle this a, a different way? Do you think his actions were justified? Or do you agree with me that there was a better way of handling it in regards to like Still stand up for his wife, protecting his wife, but also at the same time showing respect for a fellow brother and basically putting him under pressure, public pressure, and public scrutiny. Uh, I don't consider you know, Chris Rock a brother no more. Hey, man. However, which way you consider him, but still, you know, basically putting him under the <laughs> microscope. That way his actions can be judged rather than basically Will Smith just Did, Let him. me ask you a question. Do you think uh, he. I'm trying to think of another black comedian. Um, a lot of people were saying if Dave Chappelle was up there, do you think he would have hit him? Um, I, I think they would have fought. Probably so. Probably I so. think they would have fought. Probably so, because Dave Chappelle would, no disrespect, I'm not trying to body shame anybody or anything like that, but when you see like a Dave Chappelle or, um, actually, I think Dave Chappelle, he got a little stocky since then. Since his comeback, Dave Chappelle is like husky. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll think about like the that old... motherfucker been working out. Yeah, yeah. So I'll think about old school, like Chappelle show, Dave Chappelle. So no, never mind that. But with Chris Rock, you see like this puny, scrawny dude that look like he's like about 110 pounds soaking wet, if that, you know what I'm saying? So he, uh, he I mean, looks like an easy mark. The question is, do anybody really like Chris Rock? Because, I mean, a lot of people were saying uh, on the internet that uh, nobody really, well, we didn't see anybody console him, like comfort that's him and stuff saying. like that. That's what I'm saying. And I'm he's like, an easy mark. And that's anybody said, like that, man? <laughs> and that's what I said. He's a, he was an easy mark, and this was a ritual because basically he no, was the It wasn't a ritual. He was, was a just a man punk. slapping up another man for And we had to take account. Everybody involved are actors. Everybody involved are actors, so I mean, obviously they're at, the, they're at the Oscars, and this is Hollywood. So, but I don't, I don't think there was. I, name I'm just saying, I'm just saying. In what world could you walk up on stage, smack another man? That man feel comfortable to turn back around because he just for some reason no, you ain't gonna do shit. Uh, a man who uh, who's <laughs> protecting his money. I, I I feel like Steve Harvey would have did the same shit as Chris Rock. That's another man who's in the white man's pocket. At the, yeah, I agree with you on that. But at the end of the day, you gotta protect your manhood at some point. You just can't yeah. just allow motherfuckers just run up on you. Yeah. And then that and then I say motherfucker just feel comfortable turning his back around, going back to the seat because he just and then even run for some just, reason. He just, just walk. he just smooth walk his way back to the seat because he just knew Slap you wasn't gonna do shit. I'm like, yo, like and then proceeded to shout, uh, don't mention my wife, and you say I won't. Name. Yeah, like I don't know. That was just that was just weird to me. But like I said, Will Smith, I guess he regained his masculinity in a lot of people's eyes. Chris Rock lost whatever he had left. But um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your thoughts on that topic. But um, let's move on in regards to our pick and roll segment. We basically the pick and roll. We basically ask questions pertaining to the world of sports, football, basketball, or the case may be, and we decide whether we're gonna pick it apart. You know, basically dissect it, like come with come with a different perspective, or we're just gonna roll with it. Like, all right, it is what it is. We agree. Let's move on. So, Donnie, I'm gonna open the floor to you. What do we have for pick and roll in regards to NFL rules? Chase? Yeah, uh, major NFL rules, um, playoff rules coming out of the annual NFL meeting. Um, NFL owners has approved a rule change proposing. Proposal altering the overtime rules with each team guaranteed at least one possession just for the playoffs, according to a league source. This will avoid any potential unwanted scenarios where the coin toss can determine the victor. I, I think a lot of people were in favor of this, but um, as it so out, as per source, if the game is tied after a position of peace for both teams, a sudden death situation unfolds. This was something Liddell mentioned at um. 
a couple of weeks ago. So there we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick this apart. So I'm gonna pick it. How you gonna pick it apart? You this was what you said, word for word. No, I I was cool with the with the overtime rules. Yeah. No, you you I remember you saying this should be a solution. No, no, no. I basically said that I was okay with the way it was. Because remember the whole controversy about the Bills? Oh, and the okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And how basically everybody's like, oh, like Kansas City, they should got, the Buffalo, they should got another opportunity, you know, to score. I'm like, bro, like they basically choked <laughs> the game down the scratch. Like this, at the end of the day, defense has to matter at some point. Now basically you give it both offense the opportunity to score a touchdown. Like that's just crazy to me. So, no, I do not agree with it. I feel like the NFL is too – first of all, it's too pass-happy as it is. Offense basically trumps all. Records are being broken left and right or at, at risk of being that? broken. I, I like seeing high fly. I don't really like seeing a run-dominant league. I like I like seeing it too, but it has to be earned. It has to be earned. Like Basically, all the rules nowadays are in favor of the quarterback. You know, like it's like the Brady rule. Where Brady, like I believe, like 2008 – where he got hit, I believe, towards the knees. I believe Carson Palmer also had a similar injury. And they basically made a rule where you basically you cannot hit the quarterback up high. Oh, I remember that, yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, so ever since then, like, even, like, with cornerbacks, like, cornerbacks, really, they cannot jam wide receivers, you know, within five yards. So it's like it's just making the game so easy for offenses to, to dominate. And it just makes it hard to play defense. And I just feel like when you get a defensive stop, you should be rewarded for that because it's hard enough to play defense as it is in the NFL. So now you're just gonna just make it harder. Oh, like- I, I like it. I like it. It gives both teams a fair chance. Um, and after if no scores, I, I'm still not sure they didn't uh, really specify like what happens if they kick a field goal if that's still going to be in um play. But both teams get a possession. If no no team scores, then it's sudden death. I like that. I mean. I, I fucked with the original because let's say for instance, I get the ball. My let's say we're we're both coaches, right? My team, we go, we drive down the field. If we call to get a field goal, all right, cool, whatever. My defense basically has to protect that three point lead. But if you go down the field and you get a touchdown, okay, game should be over. Like why should I get opportunity? To, why should I have opportunity to respond and score a touchdown? Even though, granted, I think that rule has not been changed. Which okay, so good with that. So I guess I just waste my time explaining that now that I think about it. But um, if I was my team was to drive down the field, score a touchdown, we should win the game. Regardless, we should not. You should not get opportunity to score a touchdown. Let's be for real. The game is really sixty minutes. Overtime is not a necessity. It's not a necessity. Basically, the whole purpose of overtime is all right. Let's get this game over with as soon as possible because injuries happen. So why would we prolong a, a game? Just to give another offense opportunity to score, and it, it causes a risk of more injuries. Because the game, like let's be for real, it's like it's a high contact sport. Yeah. Now you can get injured any play. Odell Beckham basically tore his ACL in the Super Bowl. You know All what right. I mean? so, so I we have another uh, another change, a major change coming out of the uh, annual meeting. All NFL, oh, NFL says all teams must add a minority offensive coach expands the Rooney rule to include women. So as, quote, all 32 NFL teams will hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season as part of the series of policy enhancement. Now, the coach can be a female or a member of an ethnic or racial minority, according to the policy adopted by the NFL owners. The coach must work closely with the NFL coach and the offensive staff with the goal of increasing minority participation in the pool of offensive coaches that eventually produces the most sought after candidates for head coaching positions. Hmm. I'm going to pick this apart too. For the simple fact that, uh, first of all, I have no problem with women getting a job in sports whatsoever. Even within football, I have no problem with that. But um, we seen what happened with Brian Flores, how he and Jesse got fired by the Miami Dolphins. Luckily, he rebounded, and he's on his feet right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers as a defensive assistant. So, props to him. Oh, okay, but, here's um, a little 
here's a little note. Women are not required to be interviewed, but they are now included in the fulfillment process. That's it is possible that a team could interview two white women for an open head coach position to satisfy the Rooney rule and then make a hire without ever interviewing a person of color. That's bullshit. Like I love I love ladies, ladies. I, I love my woman out there, but nah. I, I can't fuck with that. Like bitch, you don't have to be interviewed. So, so basically now with this news, you get to just jump the line. Like there's many qualified assistant coaches that have not gotten an opportunity to get NFL head coaching jobs. Now we're gonna make it harder by including politics into the game. I I, I can't vibe with that. Yeah. I have no problem with yeah. them getting a job. I, I, I'm not gonna no... touch this. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I have no I problem. With them... I have no problem with them getting a job in the NFL. Yeah, but I just think you have to go through. But to program. jump the line, and yeah, you have to go through the proper protocols and the system in place to get there. You should not know. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this uh shakes out. That. Really, I'm not with that. Um, overall, minority coaches now make up 39 percent of the league total. Up 35 percent in 2001. There is also a lead record: 12 women on coaching staffs. There is a lead record of 15 minority among the NFL's defensive coordinators. So, showing progress. Yeah. And like I said, I have no problem with ladies getting a job. And, and if I'm not one of those guys that, oh, what do women know about football? No, that's not what I'm saying. All. I'm basically just saying that just as it's hard for like the Leslie Frazier's, the Brian um, Balemis out there, the Brian Flores's, the uh, Raheem Morris's of the world. Hugh the Jackson. Jackson. The Hugh Jacksons, who has to go to like Grambling State University, HBCU, just to try to like, you know, get his name back out there for potential NFL jobs in the future. The Marvin Lewis's of the world, just as it's hard for them. It on like nobody wants it, the journey to be hard. Let's be for like nobody wants that. But if a woman's gonna get into coaching in the National Football League, she should have to basically pay her dues just as much as these minority men have done so. I look at uh, Becky Harmon. Um, she went to the uh, Las yeah. Vegas uh, Aces. Yeah, Aces? Look, at, look at like Latino coaches. We rarely have any Latino coaches in the National Football League. I don't think there's any Latino uh, representation. That's what I'm saying. So how are we just going to just jump, skip them and just jump straight into women? Like, like I said, I'm not saying that women do not deserve a shot, but I'm just saying like them jumping a lot, I just have a problem with that. Because now you got some teams, women, like, that's good PR. Putting women in certain positions, that's good PR. Some teams, they need that. Especially organizations like the Washington Commanders. Like, you know how what's going on with Dan Snyder, the cheerleader scandal, and all that. They seem like they're the type of team that will put a woman in power and get, like, a coaching gig, something like that. So I just don't want women to just their athletes have just be the results of people like me say, oh, like it's just a, PR, a publicity stunt. Yeah, style. but they they are. I, I do like the fact that they're they're uh they have a new position, the minority offensive coach, head assistant coach. So I, I do like that. Allow you, know you to over, oversee like the operations and allow and make sure that the minority participation is running smoothly. I like that. Yeah, but you know what's done is done. I'm not gonna be like oh, get off my lawn, guys. So I honestly I can't change it. I have a vote in the rules. It is what it is. I wish everybody I wish everybody nothing but the best. And maybe I get the best possible outcome for their careers and their families. So that's the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, let us know like what do you think in regards to like these rule changes? Do you agree with them? Do you disagree with me? Let us know in the conversation down below. Um and yeah, let's I feel like it's a good time to, you know, let's plug ourselves on the way out. Yeah. But before we do, let everybody know that you guys can find us not only here on this YouTube channel, the Tuck Podcast Network, but we're also available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google Podcasts, uh, I believe Pandora very soon as well, and still trying to get us on Apple. I I, I know only one person still using uh, Pandora. Shout out to Jason. Yeah, shout out to, you know, yeah, Pandora still slaps though. Yeah, I, I used to like it uh, as for their uh, variety, and that's where I used to get a lot of new music from. But yeah, yeah. shout out to them. So is that where a lot of the names under the radar came from? I mean, uh, it used to. Um, they were supposedly supposed to be setting up an interview for um, that female-led company, Music Swipe. So 
Right. I, I sent you the information for that, right? Yeah, I said I'm interested. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so we're going to definitely set that up. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to plug ourselves on the way out. So, Donnie, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Uh, first, um, shout out to Noel, still um, on track to graduate. Shout out to him. Shout out to um, our boy. Follow his uh, information down below. Um, you can at catch e. my rating. Yeah, at theknowalston.com, and that's on uh, every social media platform, I believe. Um, check out my radio show, Distorted Records with Donnie, on Live 95 at com or my tune radio, uh, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Yes, and yes, follow yes. all my social media. Yes, at D.O.N.I.E. Yeah, I'm, I'm legally getting that changed. That's going to be on me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, as for me, you guys already know Liddell the fashion. So you know, I already post much stuff for like my art journey. I just be scrolling in New York. Yeah, State. talking about that's the real New York. You said right? It, it is the real New York. <laughs> I was it's, like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? <laughs> that's, that's that's where the soul resides, man. So. I mean, I appreciate. It. I like it. I like it. Where is that? Uh, like where are you um usually at? Where the Bronx, at? Bronx, Midtown Manhattan, Harlem, Brooklyn, Midtown Manhattan. I thought yeah. you stayed away from that. No, nah, man. Like, That's where I'll identify that. Hey, man. I fit it in any environment. When you're Liddell, you fit it in any environment. No, the environment fit just fits you. Okay. That's how it goes. <laughs> the environment just fits me. <laughs> yeah, I so, can um, say in a financial district, Chinatown or uh, Mad. <laughs> yeah, you go where you feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the upper west side or the uh upper east side, you know? Or yeah. side, I think. Or, or down in Soho or some shit. Yeah, I like Soho. I fuck with Soho. <laughs> yeah. I fuck with Soho too. Soho fucks with me. So yeah, so you can find me there also on the monitor and the true culture IG page. So you want to inquire in regards to like anything related to like interviews, event coverages, just holler at me on there. And um my media production company, Ground Up Media Production, where it's soon gonna get back out there. It's getting nice outside, even though the weather's been kind of chilly the past two days, but it's getting nice. So I'm about to start recording some content. So I'm posting that, shopping that around to networks and stuff like that. So stay tuned for my journey in that regard. You'll be able to find out all that information on my personal IG at Liddell the Fashionista and soon on the Gun Productions IG the page to come. But ladies and gentlemen, that this has been episode 40 of the Out of Bounds podcast. Once we get to 50 episodes, that's why I feel we be a perfect time for us to do our first live episode. Yeah. So um, I'll definitely look forward to it. We got to bring that. in a, a sports athlete for that also. I, I yes. think I have one in mind. Okay. You got to tell me your camera. You gotta tell yeah, me yeah. Your absolutely. Camera. Absolutely. Yeah. We yeah. ain't giving away everything. Yeah. yeah, we, on, yeah we can't give yeah, away everything. <laughs> we can't give away everything. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's edition, please hit that like button. Hit that share button. Also, you prefer if you listen to us on audio platforms, give us a you know, people always say give a five star review. Give us what you feel comfortable with giving us, you know, as long as it's like at least three, four stars. Nah, give us the five star review. Fuck all that. If you ain't nah. gonna give us a five star review, don't leave nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say, but you know, I, I respect honesty, you know. Anyway, yeah, honest could, opinion. Honest yeah, opinion. in any way that could possibly improve, you know, because that's what it's all about, you know. So you can never get better. You never know what you need to improve on, you know. So yeah. I'm never, I don't have no ego in regards to that. But um, yeah, we hope that you guys enjoy it. If you did, tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend. Enjoy and be a part of the Tuck family. And um, we'll catch you guys next week. Same time, same place. Right here on the Tuck Podcast Network. And um, hail Hydra.